When Melindy Sings. One of the most popular of Dunbar's dialect poems was and is When Melindy Sings, which builds upon the natural ability of the race and song and is acknowledged to be Dunbar's tribute to his mother's spontaneous outbursts of singing as she worked in the kitchen. The message of the poem is one of praise for simplicity of spirit and the love of God, but the reader is jolted into a humorous view of the situation as he comes to stanza six. Dunbar's ability to check excessive sentiment is well demonstrated in this poem. It made little difference to those who read when Melindy sings that Dunbar had never been south when his first dialect poems were written, that his dialect was in essence his tribute to his idols, James Whitcomb Riley, Will Primer, and John Greenleaf Whittier, that his only contact with the days of slavery came from his parents, both of whom were ex-slaves, and who had told him stories of the antebellum days that his mother tried to keep as much unpleasantness as possible from her young son, and that he was born in Dayton, Ohio, where he grew up in a substantially all-white neighborhood. Dunbar's dialect poem is rich in drama, irony, understatement, hyperbole, and caricature. The dual voice of Dunbar's poems is a natural result of the double vision that Dunbar inherited as a black and as an American, and that threatened to tear him apart. His creation of a double voice in his poetry allowed him to speak to two distinct audiences at once. In fact, Dunbar's use of caricature often renders whites more comic than blacks. In When Melindy Sings, a poem written as a tribute to Dunbar's mother, Matilda, the dialect narrator addresses Miss Lucy. Using irony, caricature, and understatement, Dunbar here signifies on the whites' assumption of biological and intellectual superiority, as well as their ability to read books and music. With all these supposed assets, Miss Lucy can't sing right. No amount of practice will render her singing sweet and light, and even her ability to read is suspect with the tune coming in in spots. Melindy may be the subject of the poem, but she is not the one being put down here. The comic use of dialect in When Melindy Sings cuts two ways, masking the speaker's critique of a white woman he is not free to criticize openly. While we may find it easy to be drawn into the speaker's point of view, the concrete details of the poem, those which interpret the narrative, force us to call into question the speaker's excessive sentiment. We might note first that Melindy never appears in the poem, the only singing represented in that of Miss Lucy, whose song is described by the narrator as dat noise. In fact, it is futility of Lucy's dedication to singing. Put that music book away. What's the use to keep on trying? That launches the speaker into his tribute to Melindy. In effect, the poem brings with the discord of Miss Lucy's song which the speaker attempts to restructure into harmony. Unfortunately for the speaker, just as his embellishment reaches its peak, with the sinaz crying at Melindy's feet, he is interpreted by a blues voice of dissension. We can infer what the listener's comment was by the speaker's response. In these lines, not only is the efficacy of the gospel questioned, but perhaps the very existence of Melindy as well. In the next stanza, the speaker attempts to continue, but is completely undermined as we reach the final stanza. Instead of Melindy, we are introduced to Mandy, and with the image of the crying child, Harmony has once again fallen into discord. 
The speaker's failure to harmonize leaves him desperate. Let me listen. I can hear ye it, and somewhat alienated from Mandy and the rest. Yet there is a sense that in the last lines, Melindy's song has taken on a more poignant personal relevance for the speaker, in the sense that his narrative's fictiveness has been exposed. We might even imagine the speaker singing the final three lines with all of those long vowel sounds, beginning a kind of blues song out of the narrative which fails. In such a reading, Dunbar undermines the stereotype of the gospel singer Melindy and, at the same time, affirms the power of blues creativity. The speaker's exaggeration is subverted, but his creativity, faith, and spirit are confirmed.